Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Research, reporting, industry analysis, information, and tokenomics. Welcome to Thriller Insights. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Insights. Today, we're talking BTC fake out. That's right. We got to get the fake out. <laughs> so how's your how's your day going? How's how's Bitcoin treating you today? Well, if you're like me, you're looking at it. And it's uh, actually not looking too good. Is that ninety seven hundred dollars? Gosh, if there was only somebody that told you it was going to go back down beneath 10K. Well, that guy's me. <laughs> I told you guys about this earlier in the month. I said, watch out for that fake out. And lo and behold, all last week into this week, we had Bitcoin surge above 10,500. I'm sure more than some of you bought Bitcoin at that price. And uh, yeah, was it surprising when it dipped below 10K? Not surprising at all. But we'll explain more of that in Coin Analysis. For today's show, I got a lot of Bitcoin-centric topics. That's right. We're sticking to Bitcoin this entire Thriller Insights. I know a lot of people have been asking for this. They're like, Car, when are you going to get back to altcoins? I'm like, no, we're not talking about altcoins. Not anytime soon, that is, at least until after the happening or until we hit that 14K and then drop back down. Um, today, we're talking about Bitcoin and its fake out. There's a lot of people in this space, uh, YouTubers, crypto YouTubers, crypto Twitter. Um, you look all over the place even some people that have some notoriety, right? And they are all trying to get you to dump your Bitcoin. <laughs> they are. They want cheaper Bitcoin. Uh, it's why you have some prominent YouTubers saying that Bitcoin's going to crash back down to 6K or 5K. Don't listen to them. They're, they're really trying to, uh, to scam you out of your Bitcoin. It, uh, Bitcoin has, and we'll, we'll talk about this more in Thriller Coin Talk. We have that show coming up here later today. But Bitcoin has really solidified itself, at least to me, since I've been watching it, that it's an inevitable outcome. It's an inevitable truth. It's kind of like an inevitable black hole that just grabs everything of monetary value into it. And uh, if this thing catches fire, well, gosh, it's going to be something just unlike anything we've ever seen. It's 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 pretty it's pretty amazing how much Bitcoin has grown throughout the years. I was just talking to my wife uh, this morning, and we we're having breakfast, right? We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about Ethereum, and she really doesn't know too much about it. But she was like, "How much was Bitcoin when you got into it, or when we got into it?" And I was like, uh, "It was about two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars, somewhere around there." She's like, "How much is it now?" I'm like, "Just over ten k." And it was like, yeah, it's it's crazy when you when you think back of what it, what the price was. And even for some people that just got in this past year, right, at 6K, when you look in five years when it's at 250,000, you're going to be wondering like, gosh, I remember when it was just 6K. And I had that moment this morning where I was just like, wow, Bitcoin has become this inevitable thing that's just not stopping. And for people out there who are trying to tell you to dump your Bitcoin or to sell it, right? Uh, they're doing you a disservice. But uh, I have a pretty good 
indication of why that is. And it's because everybody in the media is telling you things that are wrong. It, they're just not up to speed with this space because it moves at such a fast pace. Or they're just not um, understanding understanding this stuff technically. So take a listen to Giamico as he explains all of this. And uh, it's important to clarify before we start uh, getting into depth uh, with this topic that uh, there is not just uh, a lot of uh, uh, lack of information. There is a lot of uh, uh, absolutely wrong information. Uh, basically, there is uh, not just uh, a lot of noise, but a lot of negative signal in Bitcoin. So most of the things, uh, uh, if you approach Bitcoin mostly from the point of view of reading some article on the mainstream media, uh, probably everything you have been told is uh, kind of, a let's call it a, a, a misconception. Uh, the press, the general press gets Bitcoin wrong, uh, mostly for uh, these reasons, because uh, the press generally gets wrong things that are too new. Uh, there is a, there, they need some time in order to understand what's going on if something is, is new. Bitcoin may seem old, old story, like 10 years, but actually, if you think about that, uh, I mean, uh, the, the first uh, experiments with the Internet Protocol were in, this, in the 70s, and in the 80s, the general press did, that, did, did not have any clue about the uh, Internet, uh, not even in the 90s, actually. Uh, and uh, press is generally wrong and bad with things that are too technical. Bitcoin uh, is technical not just in a technological sense, but also in an economical sense. It's a very subtle game of uh, cryptography, applied cryptography, information security game theory, um, monetary economics and monetary history. So it's difficult to, to get it right. It's also very multidisciplinary. Uh, if you are a great cryptographer but you don't understand money, probably you get Bitcoin way less than somebody who has a good understanding of the purposes of money and the history of money, but uh, maybe uh, is clueless about cryptography. But then the second guy will understand Bitcoin, but will lose all his Bitcoin because he, he doesn't understand how to store a key. So uh, you have to stay somehow in, in between. Uh, uh, general press is also kind of bad uh, at, uh, at explaining things that hurt uh, too many interests. Uh, Bitcoin is disruptive, not uh, like, uh, yeah, we are a disruptive startup, we are creating a new PayPal. It is disruptive in a way that if it works, could play out as very, very disruptive. So uh, the, the kind of uh, status quo, I mean, I know that this sounds a little bit like a paranoid uh, tinfoil hat uh, conspiracy theory, but uh, the, the, in the real world, there are uh, established interests and there is a cognitive bias to uh, try to not understand the, 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 new, uh, the new things if the new things are threatening your interest a lot. Maybe individuals can understand things that threaten their business model, but organizations, for example, tend not to understand. I mean, Kodak usually cannot understand uh, digital pictures, even if the single Kodak researchers do. Uh, Blockbuster will not understand uh, video streaming online, even if a single researcher can understand it inside Blockbuster. So as organizations usually uh, uh, establish interests tend to be kind of uh, uh, tend to, to get uh, wrong things that can threaten uh, their interest. Also, uh, Bitcoin is a thing that, they, that can create too much uh, economic interest, too, too much economic attention, because uh, there is money to be made. Some people got rich, uh, some people got, uh, got wrecked, some, some people got millionaire. So uh, everybody wants to sell you something. Uh, everybody wants your money. 
there is a, basically a, a gold rush, and during a gold rush, uh, scammers are everywhere. And uh, and of course, if you are a, a, if you read a, a newspaper article, you are reading a, a, something from a journalist that was basically exposed to a lot of uh, snake oil salesmen and a lot of uh, a lot of fraudsters. Uh, also, general press is wrong in general. Uh, if you are expert, uh, you know there is something called the the um, the. Um, uh, Murray Gelman, um, um, uh, like for, uh, forgetting amnesia. Uh, if you are an expert in anything and you read something about that, you understand that the general press is terrible at explaining that, and mostly it tells everything upside down. But then you, you turn the page, you, you read something you're not a specific expert in, and then you get back believing it, like after just one page. It is a typical phenomenon. So in Bitcoin, that's even worse. So uh, what, uh, what can you do to mitigate the level of noise or even to uh, not just to uh, learn something about Bitcoin, but to unlearn everything you, you learn so far, which is wrong. Uh, basically, you have to become a little bit an expert yourself. Unfortunately, in this kind, I mean, delegation for, uh, for, for knowledge is a good thing. It's, it's good to delegate experts. It's something that uh, we have to do. It's a division of labor. It's okay. Uh, but with something which is so new, so disruptive, so complex, uh, you don't have this, uh, uh, you don't have this excuse uh, uh, anymore. You have to uh, try to verify claims. You have to try to fact check directly. So it's uh, it's hard. Uh, you cannot easily delegate expert because you don't know who the experts are. The definition of experts is still circular. Like uh, uh, one expert will tell you that the other expert is a fraud and vice versa, and they're both right. Uh, so uh, it's kind of difficult to navigate. Uh, one, one very good clue that I can give you is uh, consider the long run, uh, try to get back to ancient history like 2014, uh, try to verify claim also in the long run. And you know, that's kind of one of the things that I've started doing. I think when I was doing the regular podcast uh, just during the week, I, I, I wasn't really fact checking a lot of things. I, I mean, I did a couple sources, but it wasn't until I did this show where I started like, looking at the behaviors of some of these trading analysts and looking at their past behaviors and seeing if they're either kind of shooting off their hip where they're just making this stuff up on the fly or they're actually pretty consistent with their with their view. Um, and I've found that that kind of leads me to a lot of really good traders out there like Trading Shot. But it's very hard when you first come into the space because you don't know who to trust, right? You don't know what people know, what information. Um, but I feel like at this point, I'm, I've vetted enough people um, to where that if um, if they say something, I know who to pay attention to. I know who's consistent. I know who's who either has um, the crypto and Bitcoin, uh, you know, industry in 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 their in their grasp, right? Um, and it, it just makes more sense now than it did before. Uh, I think in the, initially when you first get started in the space, to, you know, you immediately gravitate towards the crypto YouTubers because you think they know everything. <laughs> and then and then it's not until much later you start listening to some podcasts and you start finding out who are some of the big people in the space. And then even some of those people turn out to be scammers. Um, but it's not until you really go in and actually create like something like what we do here with the subscription. We have to put all this data together and you have to put uh, these interviews together and you have to put these, you know, these talks and then you do the research. It takes about a couple hours and you fact check that stuff. Then you look at the analysts 
And then before you know it, it's just like you have a, a pretty good idea of where this market's going and if it's still meeting the same trajectory that, is, that you initially thought out, you know, a few months ago. And so far, I think we're on pace for that. And we're going to talk a lot about Bitcoin through the rest of the show, uh, particularly in coin analysis. Let's do it right now. talking Bitcoin in coin analysis. This is going to be a, a little beefy. Uh, <laughs> maybe beefy is the wrong word. This is going to be uh, a very uh, chunk size of the podcast right here. Um, I'll try not to ramble as much. It's just a lot of this information I have in my head. And uh, a lot of this information is something that I've been kind of fact checking over the past few days. And it's really got me excited. <laughs> so uh, I might be a little enthusiastic about this, but I, I really want to get this out to y'all uh, as soon as possible. And a lot of stuff we already know, but a lot of stuff, um, it, it, it was, you know, when I had that Eureka moment, uh, and we'll talk about that shortly. Okay. So uh, first off, um, the Bitcoin has have been on a predictably set schedule and it's baked into the protocol. Uh, this is from Joe Luau's um, writing for Decrypt. And this is a very much uh, a key, key, key thing when it comes to the happening that's coming up. Right now, there's a lot, there's a big trend right now with uh, people uh, in the macro space moving over to the Bitcoin space and really creating these, these coin metrics for us. Um, one of the biggest kind of rollouts this past year in 2019 that was very shocking, at least to me, was how much of the Bitcoin space has grown, not just on like, I'm talking money, I'm not talking about like, well, the industry too, but I'm more talking about the the the, the trading tools that we now have, the actual like uh, insights into what the, the set schedule that uh, Satoshi built into the protocol is going is to create for us in the future. But now we have these kind of uh, these Bitcoinometrics, you would say, for for a lot of this stuff. And uh, a lot of people are, that were in the macro space are coming into this Bitcoin space and they're lending their insights and their tools because they understand this this fluidity in the market much easier than, you know, some some regular some regular crypto developer, Bitcoin developer off the street. Right. Like this is this is their kind of. Uh, this is kind of their purview, so they're going to know exactly what uh, what's what's what to expect. And with some of those insights and some of those tools, and you can even use some of Bitcoinmetrics.io, uh, like you can start figuring out, like, okay, this is where Bitcoin was in 2016. It was around eight billion. You know that figure has increased to about 170 billion. So what's that looking like in 2025? Is that a couple trillion? So it's this these these type of uh, easy, you know, you know, back of napkin kind of metrics that they're bringing over now. Um, and they even go even more intricate than that. Um, a, a lot of this information that is being shared today is, has been brought to you by uh, Decrypt. They, this, 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 uh, this new crypto website has done an amazing job. <laughs> so much so that I'm just like, wow, like we, 
they 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 take the good things that the block does, and they take um, the the insights that Coindesk gives you, and they create it in a kind of a no kind of frills, no um, trying to you know get their agenda mushed into articles away. Um, and I'm really enjoying their website. Uh, you should definitely check it out, decrypt.co. Anyways, so first off. If, if Bitcoin was priced, if their market cap was priced around $8 billion in 2016 and then $170 billion today, like what does that look like in five years? I would say I would say that looks like at least a trillion, right? Maybe even more. Um, that would put the price of Bitcoin significantly higher than it is now. Um, these, these are things that we all know. These are things that I would say are fair. Um, this is where when I start talking about this inevitable black hole that everything's getting sucked into with Bitcoin, th- these are one of those things where these one of these key metrics where I'm like, gosh, man, <laughs> it's really hard not to look at this stuff and say, like, this is this is inevitable. Um, I hate to be that kind of guy, but it's it's just the longer you stay in this space, the more you realize just like how much this is gonna happen um well what what i want what i want you guys to take away today and ladies for, for what you want for i want you to take away today is not getting not getting sidetracked or not getting diverted off of your position there will be a lot of people that'll tell you to dump this week that's all you're gonna hear you need to dump bitcoin it's gonna go back down to 6k the happening is already priced in these people do not understand like a lot of things, <laughs> but they definitely don't understand the happening and, and what this looks like in years past. I want to tell you this because this is probably what you'll hear from a lot of people this week because no one's really talking about this. But a lot of people will tell you this week like it's some kind of new found thing. Bitcoin in its history has never solidified 10K. Now, think about that for a second. What do you mean by that, Car? Well, just exactly what it means. Bitcoin has never solidified 10k never if you go back to the first time it went above 10k like what happened well that was in let's look here november 10th nope november november 28th 2017 first time it went up above 10k and what happened well it went up to 20k just like we knew it was it crashed back down to 13 and then the rest is history right then from there, we never went back above 10K until, that's right, we went up one more time because we fell. We fell all the way back down to 7K in February of 2018. Remember that? Yeah. And then right in February 20th of 2018, we went to 11K. We tried solidifying Bitcoin again and, and it didn't work. And then we went back down to 9K briefly that same month. And then we tried again to go up 10K in March in 2018. And we couldn't do it. So what happened? It went all the way back down to 6K. We went to 9K in May, then fell back down. 2018 was a very abysmal year. Uh, we saw the bottom at 3K. And then sure enough, what happens last year? Well, last year, we tried to go above 10K again. But this time it was in, in in May, right around consensus. And what happened there? Well, well, we did exactly what we all what we all what we always done, and we went above 10k. But this time, but this time, 
it was a little bit different because we went to 10K, then we shot up to 14K, then we went back down to 10K again, then where we went back down to below 10K, and then we shot up to 10K again in July, then we went down below to 10K, then we shot up again, tried to solidify it again, we couldn't, so we fell through, back down to 9K, then we tried one more time, yeah, it's crazy, 10K, and this is all happening last summer, then we went back down to 9K, then we tried again in August, right, that was right around Facebook, we tried to go above 10K and solidify, we couldn't, we couldn't solidify, and we even tried again here in August, or in, in September, and then at that point, it was good night, right, so we've tried to solidify K, solidify 10K for a really long time in Bitcoin, we just haven't been able to, here even recently, this past week, right, this past couple weeks, we went above 10K, we tried to solidify it, we couldn't, we fell back down to 9K, we're at 9.7, so that's that's what's happening right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're trying to solidify 10K, but we can't. We can't solidify 10K, and if we can't solidify 10K, then we're never going to get into this next bull run, right? And this is what a lot of people don't understand out there in this space. They're trying to tell you that the bull run has ever has already started, but it hasn't started yet. And the reason it hasn't started is multiple factors, but the main key reason it hasn't started yet is because we haven't solidified 10K. So no one's telling you this. Like no one's out there saying, hey, bull run doesn't start until we solidify 10K because no one's talking about this. This is why it's very important to understand that bull run, alt run, alt rally, all this stuff doesn't start until 10K is solidified. And what I mean is we don't fall below 10K ever again. <laughs> That's what I mean. But you probably are asking, when is this going to happen, Car? When do we finally solidify 10K? And when do we finally start this next bull run? Well, it's funny you mention this because I've been talking about this for the past three months at this point that we're going to retest. We're going to retest 9300 here shortly. I wouldn't be surprised if it's by the end of tonight or tomorrow morning when you wake up, you see 9200 Bitcoin, you get really scared. We're going to retest $9,300 level for certain. 100%. All on black. Thank you very much. Roll the roulette table. Like, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I won't say 100, 99.9% .9 sure that we're going to retest 9300. We're not going to be able to solidify 10K here in the short term. It's just not going to happen. And so, what, is this, what does this lead us to? Well, if Bitcoin breaks below 9300, well, we're going to fall to $8,600 Bitcoin. And that's going to freak a lot of people out. But it shouldn't freak you out. Because I'm telling you this now for you to be ready. If we don't solidify 9,300, right now we're at 9,700. But if we don't solidify 9,300, we don't get that kind of notch where it can't sustain. If it can't sustain this week at 9,300, right? Then we're going to fall back below 8,600. We're going to get in that, that 8K range again. And people are going to freak out. You're going to see people freaking out. But make no mistake. Make no mistake will be above 10K going into March. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, this is why this episode is called Bitcoin Fake Out. This is what this is. This is a BTC fake out. But it's a fake out for people that aren't aware of the situation, for people that aren't seeing where this is going. This is not something that I just came up with on my own. This is something that other macro investors are looking at. You have really great uh, chart analysis. Uh, from Trading Shot that's looking at this. You have um, people that are, um, I guess you would say, I don't want to say in the know, but 
um, look at past history on these log charts and can see here and even point out the dots. And I'll put it in the show notes where the Bitcoin has never solidified 10K. And it's kind of funny because you have a lot of these people out there telling everybody that we're in this bull rally, but we're not even close. We're not close into the bull rally until after the happening. And that's and that's uh, coin analysis today. So key takeaways, and this is all going to be in the show notes. I recommend you uh, check out this decrypt article that I'll put in the show notes as well too. But Bitcoin, this is these are the key takeaways. Bitcoin has never solidified 10K, and until we solidify 10K, then we will have the start of the next bull rally. But what does that mean? That means that you shouldn't be buying into alts right now because you're going to get dumped on. But we'll talk about more in future predictions. But wait, Bitcoin will retest $9,300 this week. It will. People will get scared, but it's fine. We might even, if we, if we don't, if we don't, if we break through 9,300, then we're going to fall to 86. It's going to touch it regardless. Even if it shoots back up like an elevator, it's still going to touch it, right? So we have to solidify 93. We solidify 93, then we're good. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping we hit 86. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, you know, I, I see the benefits of us hitting $8,600. Even I would love to see $8,000. <laughs> and right now you're probably driving and swerving because you're like, car, shut up. Stop saying that. No, I want that to happen because I know we're going to go parabolic in March. So if it goes to $8,600, then that means in, in March we're going to go fucking parabolic. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's just going to we're going to go up three levels and people are going to be like, what is going on? It's going to be like a rocket ship. Um, people are going to freak out. And I would I would love to see the mainstream media uh, scramble to cover this because they won't know what to expect. They'd be like, oh, is the bull run starting now. And this will f- get people to FOMO in. So trust me, I would love to see 8600 because I feel like it will rocket ship up in March and people will flip out. Anyways, that's all I got. All the links are in the show notes. Check them out. And this is probably a good um, episode to share to your friends. Just saying. Because um, if they're not, if they're if they're looking for one last time to buy Bitcoin before the happening, uh, it might be when it falls to, to 9,300 and then buy some more at 86 if it falls below that too as well. Okay, with that, let's get into future prediction. Speculative token analysis. These are future predictions. All right. So I wanted to talk about in future predictions a couple things, but I want to talk about the crash after the happening. <laughs> You're probably like, geez, car, you said this is going to be a Bitcoin centric episode. And all you told us is about doom and gloom. <laughs> well, that's that wasn't my intention. Um, this is exciting stuff. <laughs> well, let, let me explain why. The reason this is exciting is because when you're in the know and you have to be able to kind of make these calls on a whim and get me, trust me, like before, when, when I, before I started doing heavy research with uh, Thriller Crypto subscription, uh, I was very much like react, reactory. Is that a word? It was very much like just reacting to, to the news or reacting to something. It was very much week to week, right? But now that I'm actually like putting in the time and and thanks to y'all for subscribing, but I'm able to like actually delve into it further and really take my time and to understand this. 
you can start seeing that this stuff is already mapped out. It, it's it's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, but okay, so let me tell you what, what, what I'm expecting here. The crash after the happening is, is a good thing. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. The reason it's a good thing is because it's going to solidify the price of Bitcoin once and for all. When we fall below, it, let's just say hypothetically we hit, you know, and these are very conservative targets right now. I'm, I'm telling you very conservative targets because I don't want to tell you, you know, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, it's going to go to 30K or whatever. I want to give you conservative targets just so that way you know that I'm being I'm being very conservative on these targets. Um Let's say hypothetically we get to 13k uh, pre-happening. Um, we go into the happening in, in the middle of May, May 20th, May 14th, somewhere around there, right? Um, and then at that at that point, right, we probably see another little jump up, you know, right after the happening, and it'll probably you know maybe hit 11k or 12k after it falls from 13k, right? So it might go to 11 or 12, uh, and then it'll fall from there. It'll fall back down. Right. You'll, you'll see it go below 10K. And then at that point, people are going to get really scared. Right. Because we'll, we'll be in June by then. People are going to be very scared. We'll be in June by then. And it'll be around seven seventy eight hundred Bitcoin, I would say. I haven't I haven't looked at the um, at the at the actual target levels for what's the major, um, you know, kind of support line for that. But as we get closer, we'll have more data that we can interpret. But for right now, let's say it gets between 7,200 and 7,800 Bitcoin, you know, after the happening, because it's definitely going to dip below 10K for, the, I think, the last time in its history. And then at that point, we have up until like June till September to, to reback, to rebuy into either Bitcoin or into some of these alts. But I want to stress this, and this is why it's in future predictions. I don't think it's smart to be holding alts through the happening. Um, what I'm saying is, I I don't think it's smart to be holding alts through the happening unless you're already unless you're somebody like me who's already you know bought a lot of these alts when they were bottom barrel prices, and I'm I'm holding my alts because I feel like if I if I were to buy back in, uh, there there wouldn't be able to get it at the same price that I originally bought it in. Uh, and we'll we'll touch on my holdings later in the year and see how they stack up and we'll do all that kind of stuff. So don't worry about that. We still have to do our year like we did last year where we went over through all my holdings and all that stuff. And we kind of looked at the percentages and how I either did good or bad. We'll do that again this year, but later in the year. But what I'm trying to say is holding through the holding through holding alts through the happening that you you purchased here recently is not a good idea. So if you purchase alts within the past six months and you're holding through the happening, you're going to lose some money. You're better off, honestly, you're better off, you know, moving that into Bitcoin for now. And then after the happening, wait till we get to that bottom, you know, barrel price of Bitcoin, probably around 7,800, somewhere around there. And then buy into those alts again. That's what I plan on doing. Like, actually, what I plan on doing is like, let's say June, September, this time frame, everything in Bitcoin, everything in these alts are going to be really low. It's going to be really, really low. And at that point, I'll start buying into some alts. I'll start buying into, you know, all the, all the top alts that I see have a big chance. And we'll have to do a whole alt show. <laughs> we'll do a whole crypto show where we'll just talk about what are the next alts to hold for the next big major bull run. But I think a lot of people that are doing those kind of shows right now are doing a disservice to a lot of people because they're basically making them buy these alts ahead of time. And this is not when you should be buying it for the next major bull run. You should be buying it after the happening. 
So I think we're going to have that time frame from June 2020 to September 2020 to be buying back into alts and holding through the next major bull run. And you'll probably see 10x, 5x, 6x on some of these alts, not on a lot of them. It's not going to be like 2017 again, where you're pretty much anything you throw a dart in the air, <laughs> it lands on the it lands on the wall and it's still going to go 10x. No, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be very intricate. It's going to be very um, clued in projects. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's some of these VC projects. Anyway, we'll get on that more later. But this is just to tell you that make sure you're not holding any alts through the happening. And if you are, make sure that you bond in at a lower price and make sure that that price is not going to go any lower. And as we get closer to the happening, we'll, we'll talk more about this. So don't worry. I'm just giving you this right now so that way you're aware of what to, to, what to watch out for. And then at the end of the year, I suspect Bitcoin to be above 10K, just like for sure. Like it's to me, and I'm telling you all these because I'm trying to be conservative with my with my um, with my targets. But I think at the end of the year we'll be above 10k. Now I could really tell you what I really think, but we'll save that for another day. But to be a conservative, to to, to really get you guys to think like, okay, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, conservative target would be above 10k for Bitcoin. Um, and then of course 2021, which is next year, it's just going to be a fucking bull rally season all year. And what I mean by that, look at 2017. If you lived through 2017 at the start of the year and watched it, it's going to be like that all over again in 2021. 100%. I mean, should I say 100%? 98.1%. <laughs> but we'll get as we get closer, we'll talk a lot about that. Right now, I'm giving you a, a, a lead time to that because we're in February right now. But now that everything's starting to, like right now, I feel like, gosh, we've just been like on a roll as far as like hitting our targets and everything that we're, we're dishing out. It has been spot on. And uh, that just tells me that a lot of people that are in the, the macro trade business are are sharing uh, this information, but no one's paying attention to it or no one's bothering to follow the right guys <laughs> who in charge a lot of who are in charge of a lot of this uh, this wealth. And um, and so I'm very happy to to be batting a 300 right now because I feel like, man, we've just been hitting home runs every episode and some of the stuff is just it's just it's just too golden and this is when you know you're you're on the edge of the next major bull run is when it starts getting um like this so for for one more time watch for 7k levels again after the halvening okay make sure you're not holding alts through the halvening especially if you bought them within the past six months there's a chance that you could probably buy it in a lower price than that the time frame for this will probably be between June 2020 and September 2020. But as we get close, we'll be able to really clue in to where that time frame is. And then me personally, that's when I'm going to be buying back into alts. You know, when we'll go through the alts that I'm looking at. A lot of them we already discussed in, 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 in the year. And then also I'm looking at a target above 10K for the end of the year for Bitcoin as conservative. Uh, and then as uh, 2021, major bull rally season. That's all it's going to be. Just bull rally. It, it, in 2021, it's going to be so easy to predict this stuff. Like <laughs> You're going to have everybody's a genius at that point, right? Um, it's just that right now is a very crucial time. So um, stay listening. And um, yeah, I think that's all we got for future predictions. All this will be in the show notes. Make sure to check it out and uh, feel free to share this because I feel like this is some good info for a lot of people that... Um, don't know what any of this stuff is or don't know where bitcoin's going and maybe not sure or maybe are holding bitcoin but don't know what to expect well this is what you should expect 
you know, this 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 information that we give out here on a weekly basis, um, it's uh, it's it's gotten very primo <laughs> as of late. Um, I see I'm out there. I'm subscribed to a lot of these podcasts, a lot of these YouTubers, crypto YouTubers, followers of Twitter. Like I, I look at everything. I, I look at everyone. I listen to everyone, uh, whether I agree with them or not. And um, gosh, a lot of them are wrong. <laughs> um, but it's okay. Uh, because it shows that I'm headed in the right direction and doing this for the right reasons as opposed to um, trying to get people to uh, miss a great opportunity like what we're in right now. Um, This Bitcoin fake out that we go through this week is something that is normal. I hope we hit 8,000, but if we don't, just keep an eye out. Nothing to be scared of. Keep following. See you next time. Thank you.